you're listening to the Commercial Finance Podcast by Lee Chandler, where we discuss industry insights, tips about lending, capital finance, business acquisitions. The worst investment you can have is cash. Real estate acquisitions. Your financial advice depends on who you are. And everything in between. This is the Commercial Finance Podcast. I've been on about 60 plus shows in the last 18 months of two years. So um, I'm good recording and then letting you guys do what you got to do. Good luck with good luck with the editing. Zero editing. <laughs> and, you know, just fire, fire and forget. Right. <laughs> yep whenever i'm a guest anyway that's for sure and i don't do our po- <laughs> on our on our pad- podcast we've got we're at almost 300 episodes and i'm not a host I, we've got two of my partners do that whole show so that's awesome i love it okay all right all right here we here we go all right ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for coming back uh welcome to the commercial finance podcast with lee chandler uh, today I'm, I'm joined with my amazing co-host hank hunt and we have Hello. an amazing, amazing guest for us today, Eric Upchurch. How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing great. It's been uh, nice talking with you guys, getting to know you a little bit. Absolutely, absolutely. And so um, with that being said, for those of you guys who are wondering, you know, who is Eric? Why is he important? Um, Eric is, I just have to say, a phenomenal. I'm, I'm blown away, man, seriously. And I and I don't say that just, just to say it. Um, Eric has an amazing why and we'll let him talk about that but but before we get to the why eric can you tell us how important it is to educate others and about your company yeah i mean education um to people who don't have resources to be educated on on a certain um topic is is critical to growth and i think that's one of the reasons that we're here uh you know hank you said it um uh, earlier, you kind of uh, echoed that sentiment. Um, you don't know what you don't know. And I've been enlightened on several investing opportunities and was curious as to why others weren't. And it's a matter of exposure. So mm-hmm. our platform, um, Active Duty Passive Income, teaches veterans and active duty service members, families, spouse, reservists, um, how it basically anyone who has served past or present and their families, how to invest in real estate. Um, and to go a step further than that, it's single family, multifamily, how to earn passive income, how to find a purpose. And, and I know we'll talk about that later, but that is a, we are one critical element to preserving hope in a military member as they transition. Uh, because I firmly believe that as long as you're breathing, you have purpose, but we lose a lot of that as we transition from the military. So our, our company leads people through the active duty process to, to understand that there's more to life than just serving, even while you're serving, mm-hmm. and that you can build this passive income or active income on the side hustle um, and do amazing things for amazing people. Um, but you can also do it after you transition out. And it's a great way to supplement your W-2 or to go full-time uh, into it. So that's, we've created a niche or, uh, where military and real estate investors collide and it's starting to become uh, quite a bit more than that. 
from my perspective, that's um, that is an amazing niche market, um, only because from personal experiences, all too often. Um, for actually, I'm going back to the Vietnam era when we when we came out of Nam or back from Nam, we were not welcomed. We were considered scum in so many in so many ways, and you know, in that you never get rid of that feeling. Mm -hmm. But then to find someone like yourself who who's actively reaching out and trying to help individuals who have worn the uniform of the country, who've shed blood for the country, um, I get I get goosebumps just just knowing that somebody else cares and someone else is trying to make a difference in the lives of those who have served and who continue to serve. So I just uh, I just I thank you and. Um, I'm I'm in the education receive mode today, Eric. Um, <laughs> and uh, and again, I, I I can only say thank you. And and anyone who's listening to this podcast, if they would just close their eyes for a moment and 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 visualize themselves on the battlefield and try to sense what it would be like to know that you're in a hostile environment and may never take another breath in your life and get back and find someone who's willing to let you know that there's life after military that I'm it, I'm speechless my friend that's, that's almost impossible empathy to to expect and I I would love if every person that I talked to could understand why I said something the way I did or why it's so important to me to end veteran homelessness this decade or why it's so important to me to educate the next veteran or active duty service member on how to live their life after. It's really hard. Um, but one, one thing that I'll do for your listeners that will help paint a picture for those who haven't served, or maybe they have family that served, everybody knows somebody who's served. So mm -hmm. this will paint a picture for people, I think, um, just to empathize a little bit. Um, and so we see all the time in the news, veterans struggling or veterans suicide or, um, you know, alcoholism or arrests or drug abuse. Um, suicide's the big one, right? Um, why is that happening? Uh, let me tell you why that's happening. When you're a service member, you have team you have a sense of purpose, you have awards, accolades, the best training, the best mission, you know where to be, when, in what uniform, you have um, a real sense of purpose and mission. Um, so you're also getting serotonin, dopamine, and adrenaline injections on a regular basis, and you love it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now, all that, that's, that's a real big picture, right? And that's, a, that's why people say, I can't wait to go back on my next deployment. You're, it's a biological thing. It's not like you're crazy man or woman. You just, you're like, man, that was exciting. That one time we flew over Baghdad and an RPG locked under a helicopter, almost crapped my pants, but man, what an experience, right? Okay. So, so take as kind of a weird example, but take all of, take all of those things, safety and control and standards and mission and purpose and team. Mm -hmm. Now you exit the military. It's an abrupt car wreck. It's a similar a correlation is an abrupt car accident where you hit a pole, your car stops, your body and organs continue on. And that's what leaves damage in the wake. Mm -hmm. 
So now you're in the civilian sector trying to find your way. And biologically, you're looking for safety, control, team, camaraderie, a tight-knit bond. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're looking for serotonin, adrenaline, um, dopamine, the things that drugs and alcohol will give you or suicide attempts, attention, getting things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, you're, you're at an employment office where... Uh, or at a, an office building or it, wherever in a shop or whatever you're doing for a W-2 where the employees don't care what they look like. They're complaining about their coffee being cold, maybe just unrelatable things. And so now you can see, I hope that paints a little bit of a correlation or a picture for somebody for why you see a veteran specifically, the most highly trained people on the planet to do very specific things and be very good about it with safety and control completely in hand, um, expectations set, they derail. It's Mm. not their fault. If they have purpose, if they have, if they can discover new self-worth and sense of purpose, why am I breathing? We are the best, most hireable people on the planet. So, uh, empathize with those who are struggling. Even if veterans don't know they're struggling, recommend that they go get checked out. When I left the military, I was in a special operations unit my entire uh, time in, in service. And I did not think I had anything wrong. I buried a lot of my friends physically as the burial detail NCO. And I didn't think I had anything wrong because I was getting the dopamine serotonin. And I was just like, yeah, the special operations is fun. We're, we're doing good things. We're getting the bad guys. I got out and I found myself in San Francisco on third street off ramp one day going to uh, present to some people. Uh, at my at my job in sales and i saw a homeless veteran on the side of the road and i said man i bet 20 years ago he didn't think this was him i bet you 20 years ago he didn't think he was going to be sitting right here so i went to the va and got and just had a consultation ended up in in uh cognitive processing and prolonged exposure therapy for three years because i felt like my family and friends and colleagues and everyone around me um i owed it to them not because I felt like anything was wrong, mm. but mm. tears were shed. And I realized that there's some real things that everyone who serves should go get checked out. So now I just took up about 10 minutes of time. I, no, hope, that gave, I hope that gave some perspective to those who were like, why hire a vet? Or well, why is that guy trying to, you know, why is he ruining his life? Why is he getting divorced all the time? Why is he drinking too much? But let's see, that's, Eric, that's, that's, part of realism that that brings to bear the fact that mental health issues run rampant in society but in the military it's a different type of mental health issue um and that as you said that sense of purpose is is not there or the individual who is highly skilled highly trained um, get it done now comes into a work environment brings that training that level of discipline to the to the office and now people are intimidated and saying hey man slowly I don't don't do all of this and he's like hey but that's what I'm here for want to get it done now so yeah you you're 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 right and then we get a bad reputation because someone may have been intimidated or threatened by us. And I'll just leave it, I'll leave it at us. Sure. 
So mm -hmm. tell me about, tell me, tell us about um, the programs that, that you bring to bear for those who bled and died for this country. So we have, um, we put together um, a book. Uh, basically our company and community started with a, a book. It's called Military House Hacking. It's free on our website. Uh, it's also number one bestseller on Amazon. Um, but that was the beginning of what became a large community. We have 25,000 veterans and growing by about 10% per month right now um, with a 93% engagement rate sustained over a couple of years um, in that community. And that is because we're, we're listening and constantly adding value. And um, so adding value to the things that people say they need is critical mm -hmm. in any solution, um, in any solution-based business, right? And so we, we heard that they needed um, education. We created the Military Real Estate Investing Academy. We created the, multi, the Military Multifamily Academy. Um, and then more things spawned from there. I mean, lending and um, you know, in-house lending. We own a mortgage company. We own an insurance company, a real estate brokerage. Um, and then we have affiliates for all the things that a real estate investor would need, tax, legal, even credit repair. And, and all of those were just spawned from people saying, man, this is a great community. And I speak your language. You speak mm. my language. Mm -hmm. How can we work together? And um, so we're, we're honored to be uh, representing the military uh, real estate investing niche. That's Thank awesome. You. Thank you so much. Eric, you mentioned uh, the importance of having a controlled environment. Can you uh, give us a correlation between a controlled environment and also uh, financial empowerment for education? Yeah, I think uh, the word that came to my mind was focus. Uh, we have this conversation often in the civilian sector. Uh, what, what control means to me is the ability to say no to things. Um, having a singular or um, maybe a, a multifaceted but parallel focus, um, if you have enough people on your team, to get things done. Uh, we do have the uh, tendency in the military to to be a bull in a china shop sometimes with like, I want to be productive. But, um, but to me, control in a business setting or in a learning setting um, is learn, let's say learn, learn one thing, be focused on it, put it to exercise it. So put it to action, see how it went for you, see how you feel about it, see what you learned and what you need to tweak and then continue that path or learn horizontally and focus on a new thing that was, that's maybe better suited for you. And I, and I, I say that because when I started in, in real estate investing um, several years ago, I learned you know, flipping kind of went to a flipping seminar and kind of was like, Oh my gosh, I read Robert Kiyosaki, you know, rich dad, poor dad. And that was the spark. It was what it was. It was like, wow, this is, I didn't know people did that really. You know, then it was okay. There's, I own his house. It just appreciated in the San Francisco Bay area. It went from 500,000 to almost 700,000 in two years. We sold that house. And I was like, could I be intentional about this? So that was my like my, you know, using the VA loan, it was my, my, my military house hacking version, my way, my capital building phase. And then I was like, well, I'm being pretty intentional about real estate investing. Maybe I can look into private lending and actually put some of this cash to work. Or maybe I can be a limited partner in a syndication because I have a buddy who told me about it one time. Maybe I can 
start a company in Kansas City with a friend that I grew up with and we can flip houses there because it doesn't work in the San Francisco Bay Area for me. And so it was, it was learning something, learning all I could and then putting it to action, just like I said. And then, and then I think for everyone who's uh, trying to figure out what they want to do is it's okay to try things and then what is your feeling about them? If you hated the process, that's a clue. You might not be good at that thing long-term. Even if you had one successful thing, but you felt terrible about flipping that house, or you just hated all the receipts, or you hated that whatever that thing is that you feel, pay attention to it, write it down, put it on your vision board, whatever that thing is, because it might not be for you. And sometimes you can build a team around that. People people on your team might be really good at that and you're good at something that they're not, which is critical to building a team. Um, but then, um, so it, it, you know, focus, I think going back to the, to the beginning full circle is focus on one thing at a time, get good at it and, or enough experience with it that you know, whether or not you're going to continue down that path. That's powerful. I see Hank's, Hank's uh, mind is, is moving. Um, it's, it's, you're right. It it is, it is moving because he speaks a language that speaks to my spirit and it's It's because we're brothers. And, you know, yes, yes, that, that too. It's, it's just that experience, as you say, experience teaches us a lot of things. And one of the things that uh, Leland, you and I have talked about is um, people are intimidated by other people because they don't know them. And they make certain assumptions about who they are, what they are, what they have, who they know. And a lot of the stuff is, is so superficial. It's a rented Lamborghini, man. I swear. Most of the time, <laughs> most of the time you see those people, it's a leased Lamborghini. Come That's on good. now. Yeah, you know, and, and, that, that, and, and you're right. But so, so it's one of those things that when someone is talking to me and it resonates to a core level, I, I'm usually... Uh, not at a loss for words, um, and just to and just to find the the young military people, and I call them young, um, that that have a place, someone that's that is there to help them. So, how do people find find you? You're there, okay. You say you've got twenty five thousand followers, and 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 it's growing, because um, normally at every military installation, they they've got someone that is is tasked with helping military to transition in or transition out. Yeah, but that's that's a different type of process. That's not helping them. That's just getting them out the way. Yeah. Yeah. And there are some basic like quote unquote educational tracks that people have to go through, through the transition assistance program, you know, the, the army program to get you out. Right. Or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But ultimately um, to answer your question, it's, it's outreach for us. I mean, some of this stuff is going to sound silly, but it's, it's us finding them. Um, It's, it's us 
finding, you know, through something as silly as an ad to something as something like um, working with uh, groups like We Are the Mighty, um, which is a military media organization. Okay. Um, there are we we've done um, we actually just uh, partnered with a million dollar listing New York uh, broker Ryan Serhant. Uh, he's Bravo TV star. He donated yeah. his uh, real estate agent sales course to anyone in our community. Um, and, and then got on a live call last week, um, to talk to everybody about the importance of selling and what, not even real estate sales, just, just being aware of how to sell and what motivates people one way or another. So it's strategic partnerships for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, getting the word out wherever we can, uh, you know, publishing books and, uh, donating books, donating houses, doing podcasts. It's the whole thing. And we're only three years into this. Um, we're, we're the premier brand for this right now and company, uh, and provider, but we will be, and we will be much more prominent and, and, you know, national association of realtors, that's a huge organization just designated us a, a, an SME, a subject matter expert, um, to, to revamp their education for, for military real estate agents from, for the military do, relocation professional. Do you have a, an event, um, any individual, something that, that is one of your proudest moments in doing what you do today? Uh, yeah, we, we have a, uh, uh, something I haven't mentioned yet, but we have something called ADPI helps, which is helping everyone live post stress. You know how we like acronyms in the military, right? So that the helps, the helps is helping everyone live post stress. All it is, is a um, PTSD and addiction, uh, personal growth and development um, channel on telegram mm -hmm. that we use. Uh, we have monthly calls with either business professionals or mental health professionals or all kinds like VA benefits professionals and mm -hmm. um, not even real estate related at all, but it's a place where 24 seven military members can come in and just chat with somebody if they need to chat 24 mm -hmm. seven on the, on the app. Um, so that that's great. But we had, uh, on one of our first calls, we had a, a military member say, um, ADPI, didn't just change my life. It saved my life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so the ADPI helps motto is, um, save one life, simply save one life. I don't know what it was like when you were on active duty, but if you were active, you were on that. When I was coming along, if you're on active duty and you had issues, yeah. um, you were considered a, a, a wimp or a wuss and they would do whatever they could to get you out. Well, worse than that, uh, in my unit, when you have a, sec a, a security clearance, yep, it pulled it. Yeah, you, I can't stay in the special operations community if I have behavioral health problems, right? So yeah. that was the stigma that that was part of, and I felt like it was okay because I again I didn't feel like I had anything wrong, even though I was burying my friends. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But that is the stigma is like you can't go see the psychiatrist That's even right. if you're hurting because you could lose your job in a very specialized community that you worked hard to get into and thrive in. So those, yeah. the pressures, the pressures. Hey, now, Eric, you, Eric, 
Uh-huh. You had mentioned um, you had mentioned how you got started, and for any of the listeners who are still kind of wondering, you know, how could they get started, and who are veterans, can you tell them the importance of the VA loan? Yeah, I mean, only the last time I I, I heard the stat, it was thirteen percent of those who are eligible for the VA loan are qualified. I mean, are not are qualified or eligible for the uh, VA loan and qualified are actually using it. And so what the VA loan is, for those who don't know, it's not a, it's not a uh, veterans affairs. It's not a loan through the VA. It is a product that veterans uh, earn that allows you, it's an owner occupied loan. So you must live in the property, but it's 0% down financing with zero primary mortgage insurance, zero PMI. So typically if somebody does an FHA loan or you know puts down less than 20%, they have to pay PMI, which is essentially you know wasting dollars, but you needed the loan and you got into the property or whatever. So that's fine. But VA loan allows you to get in for 0% down, no PMI. And um, you can actually buy up to a fourplex with the VA loan. And so we talk about just, just opening a veteran's eyes to the fact or active duty service member to the fact that you can move to a new location that you're stationed or after you get out wherever you want for the rest of your life, you can buy, for an example, a fourplex, live in one unit, rent out the other three, put 0% down on a fourplex and, um, and just live in one unit. And your lender might have stipulations as to how long you have to live in that unit or in that um, complex. But, uh, you know, if you wanted to add value to it and really increase the net operating income of the property and and operating kind of as a business, you could renovate the unit you're in and move when it's a tenant, when it's one of your three other tenants moves out, move to the the different unit um, and then rent out the one you just renovated for a higher price, increasing your cash flow and then renovate that one and just kind of skip until all four of them are renovated. Maybe that takes you eight years. Who cares? you just probably added tons and tons of value to that property and you're probably living for free and cash flowing also. So that's just one good example. We have young lieutenants who are, or or even E5s, young sergeants who are living off post, buying their first house and they're single and they're renting out rooms to their friends. That's house hacking. That's military house hacking. They have basic allowance for housing that's paying for (laughs) their mortgage Yes, and they're, and they're, their tenants, their buddies, their other enlisted members are also getting basic allowance for housing to pay for, specifically to pay for their, their housing. Um, and they can cash flow on a single family house also. So that's just something that, you know, the military is never going to teach you those ins and outs. It's not their job. It's okay. It's just not their job. Um, and so we've made it ours. So. You just got to research the benefits that, uh, that come to you mm-hmm. by wearing the uniform. All you need is an honorable discharge. That is correct. That's right. And a pulse. How, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Eric, how could someone uh, take the strategy that you just mentioned and use that to propel them for investing in the future, for other deals, or just yeah. for, for their life? I mean, just adding value to a property like that, increasing the net operating income, when you sell the property, it will, you're either probably a combination of forced and market appreciation. We don't ever buy something counting on market appreciation. That's not part of the underwriting. If it happens, fantastic, but buy something that needs a little bit of work and spruce it up 
and, um, and sell it. You could sell it for more down the road. And, you know, I, I did that in the San Francisco Bay area with my, with my family in tow. Um, you know, we did that three times. We bought a house, spruced it up, sold it, um, between nine months and two years later on three different properties. And we, that was our capital building phase. And we took some of that money invested in a 439 pad mobile home park portfolio as a limited partner. Um, you know, and it's about growth and constant learning. I wouldn't have known that people can invest passively in, in uh, apartment complexes or actively in apartment complexes unless I did the research, unless I had some spark that said, that showed me like, oh, you can do this. Oh, you can do that. So it's about exploring. People have to go out and explore and find what they want to do and then figure out a way to put it to use. And that's what we do really well is getting people to take action. Military members are great at action taking. We teach them how to do it in an educated way. Awesome. And so Eric, as we're wrapping up, um, you had mentioned early on something important about having a purpose, right? Having a why. Can you yeah. uh, touch on that one more time for us? And then also tell us about your uh, success formula. Yeah. So uh, we have, uh, we hear a lot of people say that, that you need to have a, a why, right? You hear, hear it all the time. Put, put your why on your vision board. Um, but I would like to say you need to have a deep rooted why. Um, and if you don't know what that is, you can go seven layers deep on, on yourself. You can say, my why is my family, financial freedom for my family. Well, why mm -hmm. is financial freedom for your family important? Well, because my mom really took care of me when I was young and I'm just, this isn't my thing. I'm just saying like, okay, I was wondering, I was no, <laughs> no, but so, well, cause my mom really took care of me and then, well, why is it important to make your mom feel a certain way? Well, because my mom had a heart. So you can, you can figure out what is that driving force by asking yourself why to several questions and answers. Every time you answer it or have somebody else do it to you, right? So for me, my deep-rooted why, the thing that's going to get me up out of bed every day, and I say this often, and it's part of our, part of our credo, um, I, I serve our community for the memory and pride of those who've gone before me, for they love to fight, fought to win, and would rather die than quit. So I, I do these things. There's nothing hard about real estate investing. There's nothing hard about entrepreneurial, uh, entrepreneurialism. My hardest day is an easy day for somebody who's not breathing, for my brothers and sisters who are no longer here to feel those pains and growth, um, you know, growth pains and successes and failures. It's an honor and a privilege to be able to do that. So having a deep-rooted why is impactful because on your worst day, you can go, at least I'm here. At least I'm still here. Um, so that's, that's why that's important. Um, and then for the success formula, this is something that I take very seriously because it's uh, tried and true. It's what I do every day. Um, and it's pretty simple. So take notes. Learn, network, add value, take action. Learn all you can. There are so many ways. You listen to podcasts like this. You can read books. You can, um, you know, go out there. I mean, there's a million ways that you can learn all these, all these things. Take courses, right? No shortage in learning. Network your butt off. Get out and talk to people. Three foot rule. If somebody's within three feet of you or on a call with you, you need to tell them, you need to tell them who you are and what you're all about, what your ambitions are, your networking. And then guess what? This ties into the next piece, which is add value. You're listening also. Asking people about their family, their occupation, um, their recreation, what they like to do, 
or, um, or something else about them that is going to uh, make them feel special. And they will tell you their problems. When they tell you your, their problems, mm-hmm. you figure out a way to help them solve that problem, or at least have that in the back of your mind. Because when you're talking to somebody else in the room later, you, they might have the solution. And then you just became the most important person to two people in the room. Mm-hmm. So that's called super networking, listening with intent and, um, and focusing on the person rather than you. The, people love talking about themselves, including me. Everybody does. It's human nature. We are biologically selfish. We have to be. To survive. Okay. But if you take the time and say, I'm going to ask this person about them. I'm yeah. genuinely interested in, um, you know, Hank's siblings or where you guys live or whatever the thing is, or what your pains are. People will often tell you what their pains are. You got to listen for those. Um, so learn network at, that was the add value part. You're always adding value to other people. That's how you become important and how you solve problems and how you make it in business. And then the last part is action. If you don't take action, none of it matters. None of the rest of it matters. So you got to try it's left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. So many people get stuck with left foot, left foot, left foot, left foot, left foot. You got to move forward. So try something. If it sucks, embrace the suck, move forward. Um, And then, so learn network, add value, take action. If you do those four things over and over with the intention to only be 1% better daily, success will hunt you down. You don't have to find it. That's amazing. Yeah. John Maxwell said, add value to others. That was awesome. Wow. Eric, where can the listeners find you? I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Instagram is at Real Eric Upchurch. You can find me on Facebook. You'll see my face um, or just Eric Upchurch. Um, If you're in the military, you can go to activedutypassiveincome.com. My email, please email me if you have questions specifically, eric at activedutypassiveincome.com. And uh, glad to connect anytime. Awesome. Eric, thank you so much. Truly, truly, truly. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, if you like the idea of gaining wealth, adding to your portfolio, and also protecting what you have, then I have a great treat for you. I'm going to give you a free guide and ebook that you can use that will show you to protect what you have. All you have to do is go to LelandBaptist.net forward slash 35. That's LelandBaptist.net net forward slash 35 and protect what you have. Hey, Leland Baptist here. And if you're looking to add investments to your portfolio, maybe something outside of the stock market, something you can put your hands on, that could be an established business. It can also be uh, investment real estate. Okay. But You're having trouble because maybe you need a team. You're realizing that you can't do it all on your own. You need people to help you with the analysis, the acquisition, the strategies, the capital raising. Heck, you just need help, right? Well, if that's the case, you're in luck. We have a program and a group called Asset Builders Club. Asset Builders Club or ABC. And if this sounds like something that has great interest for you, then all you have to do is this. Go to assets2freedom.com. That is assets2freedom.com. assets to 
assetsfreedom.com. A-S-S-E-T-S, the number two, freedom.com. And we'll see you on the inside.